0: say quite all you feel when your head is under water. At last they implored him to go away and attend to his own affairs, and leave them to mind theirs. So the rat went away, and sat on the river-bank in the sun, and made up a song about the Saw many handsome boats slung from the crossbeams or hauled up on a slip, but none in the water, and the place had an unused and a deserted air. Rat looked around him. I understand, said he. Boating is played out. He's tired of it and done with it. I wonder what new fat he has taken up now. Come along and let's look him up we shall hear all about it quite soon enough they disembarked and strolled across the gay flower-deck's lawns in search of toad whom they presently happened upon resting in a wicker garden chair with a preoccupied expression of face and a large map spread out on his knees hurray he cried jumping up on seeing them this is splendid shook the paws of both of them warmly, never waiting for an introduction to the Mole. How kind of painful silence. Then Toad burst out laughing. "'All right, Ratty,' he said. "'It's only my way, you know. And it's not such a very bad house, is it? You know you rather like it yourself. Now, look here. Let's be sensible. You are the very animals I wanted. You've got to help me. It's most important.' "'It's about your rowing, I suppose,' said the Rat, with an innocent air. "'You're getting on fairly well, though you splash a good bit still. "'With a great deal of patience and any quantity of coaching, you may—' "'Oh, boo boating interrupted the Toad, in great disgust. "'Silly boyish amusement. I've given that up long ago. "'Sheer waste of time, that's what it is. It makes me downright sorry to see you fellows, who ought to know better, spending all your energies in that aimless manner. No, I've discovered the real thing, the only genuine occupation for a lifetime. I propose to devote the remainder of mine to it, and can only regret the wasted years that lie behind me, squandered in trivialities. Come with me, dear ratty and your amiable friend also, if he will be so very good, just as far as the stable-yard, and you shall see what you shall see. He led the way to the stable-yard accordingly, the rat following with a most mistrustful expression, and there, drawn out of the coach-house into the open, they saw a gypsy caravan, shining with newness, painted a canary yellow, picked out with green and red wheels. There you are, cried the toad, straddling and expanding himself. There's real Mole's going to stick to me and do as I do, aren't you, Mole? Of course I am, said the Mole, loyally. I'll always stick to you, Rat, and what you say is to be has got to be. All the same, it sounds as if it might have been, well, rather fun, you know, he added wistfully. Poor Mole! The life was so new a thing to him and so thrilling, and this fresh aspect of it was so tempting, and he had fallen in love at first sight with the canary colored cart and all its little fitments. The rat saw what was passing in his mind and wavered. He hated disappointing people, and he was fond of the Mole, and would do almost anything to oblige him. Toad was watching both of them closely. "'Come along in and have some lunch,' he said diplomatically, "'and we'll talk it over. "'We needn't decide anything in a hurry. "'Of course I don't really care. "'I only want to give pleasure to you fellows. "'Live for others. "'That's my motto in life.' "'During luncheon, which was excellent, of course,' As everything at toad hall always was the toad simply let himself go disregarding the rat he proceeded to play upon the inexperienced mole as on a harp naturally a voluble animal and always mastered by his imagination he painted the prospects of the trip and the joys of the open life and the roadside in such glowing colours "'that the Mole could hardly sit in his chair for excitement. "'Somehow it soon seemed taken for granted.' "'and baskets from the bottom of the cart. "'At last the horse was caught and harnessed, "'and they set off, all talking at once, "'each animal either trudging by the side of the cart "'or sitting on the shaft as the humour took him. "'It was a golden afternoon. "'The smell of the dust they kicked up was rich and satisfying. "'Out of thick orchards on either side of the road, Birds called and whistled to them cheerily. Good-natured wayfarers passing them gave them good day, or stopped to say nice things about their beautiful cart, and rabbits, sitting at their front doors in the hedgerows, held up their forepaws and said, Oh my, oh my, oh my! Late in the evening, tired and happy and miles from home, They drew up on a remote common far from habitations. Consequence, when the time came for starting next morning, Toad was by no means so rapturous about the simplicity of the primitive life, and indeed attempted to resume his place in his bunk, whence he was hauled by force. Their way lay, as before, across country by narrow lanes, and it was not till the afternoon that they came out on the high road, their first high road, and there disaster fleet and unforeseen, sprang out on them. Disaster momentous indeed to their expedition, but simply overwhelming in its effect on the after-career of Toad. They were strolling along the high-road easily, the mole by the horse's head, talking to him, since the horse had complained that he was being frightfully left out of it, and nobody considered him in the least. The toad and the water rat walking behind the cart talking together, were in a hopeless state and the missing wheel was shattered into pieces the rat knotted the horse's reins over his back and took him by the head carrying the birdcage and its hysterical occupant in the other hand come on he said grimly to the mole it's five or six miles to the nearest town and we shall just have to walk it the sooner we make a start the better "'But what about Toad?' asked the Mole anxiously, as they set off together. "'We can't leave him here, sitting in the middle of the road by himself, in the distracted state he's in. It's not safe. Supposing another thing were to come along?' "'Oh, bother Toad,' said the Rat savagely. "'I've done with him.' They had not proceeded very far on their way, however, there was a pattering of feet behind them, and Toad caught them up, and thrust a paw inside the elbow of each of them, still breathing short and staring into vacancy. "'Now look here, Toad,' said the rat sharply. "'As soon as we get to the town, you'll have to go straight to the police station, and see if they know anything about that motor-car, and who it belongs to.' lodge a complaint against it, and then you'll have to go to a blacksmith's or a wheelwright's and arrange for the cart to be fetched and mended and put to rights. It'll take time, but it's not quite a hopeless smash. Meanwhile, the Mole and I will go to an inn and find comfortable rooms where we can stay till the cart's ready and till your nerves have recovered their shock. Police Station Complaint, murmured Toad dreamily.